At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool. You're now tuned in to The Investor Show, where we teach simple wealth creation for the common investors. With investment advisor, award-winning author, international speaker, and founder of Royal Financial Investment Group, Prince Dykes. What's going on out there in the podcast land or YouTube land or have you getting this or as you ride around, clean your house, Put it on your headphones, workout, jog, whatever you're doing out there. But hey, it's a very beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day out here in Hawaii. And I know it's beautiful wherever you are. I know it's getting cold around the world. I know it's a lot of cold places. I'm packing up right now and getting ready to go to a cold place in Japan. But I had to stop and make sure I got you guys this great show. But like I always say, though, you know, it's never about what it is outside. It's always about what's on the inside, right? And that's where you're going to be at today. But uh, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank all you guys that have supported the podcast, supported the YouTube channel, supported the merchandise, the book, the app, the cartoon, all of that great stuff. That stuff is truly, truly uh, appreciated. And don't forget to tell a friend. And if you think I suck, send me an email or drop a comment below. If you think it's a great podcast, uh, definitely let me know. And I'm always open to feedback, whether it's good or bad. You guys see people write crazy stuff all over my channel, all over my Facebook sometimes, and I respond back to it. I remember one guy told me, he was like, hey, Prince, man, great video, but your shirt's too tight. <laughs> I thought that was pretty hilarious. I was like, you know what? It might be time to throw that shirt away. <laughs> but uh, I definitely appreciate the uh, feedback, and I definitely appreciate the sense of humor. I definitely got a sense of humor myself, but uh, I know you guys didn't tune in to hear this. I know you guys saw the uh, title, so I don't have a lot of time, and I definitely know you guys don't have a lot of time, so we're going to jump straight into the show. So here, I'm going to give you guys, that you guys can already see in the description box, the top three, the top three ways you can uh, pick stocks. So now, I'm giving this topic because people have written me all the time. Ask me all the time, hey, Prince, how can I pick a stock? Hey, Prince, which is, how do you pick, you know, blah, blah. And I get it. I understand. But I'm going to give you the top three ways because, as you guys already know, my history being in finance and educating and stuff like that. So I'm going to give you guys a textbook way, and then I'm going to I'm gonna give you guys the top three textbook ways, and then I'm going to break it down and give you guys my personal top two favorites. How about that? So, now, when we look at it, let's get straight into the meats and potatoes of it. So, the top three things. The first thing you have to decide is no cookie-cutter way uh, to investing. You know, this is the textbook way. Someone comes in, someone says, hey, I'm looking to invest. I want a stock. It all depends on what that person, uh, how much money do they have? What are their goals? What are, what are they looking for? One person could be a 17-year-old kid that's in high school that's looking to wait, put 
away money for, you know, 20, 30 years down the line. Or it could be that 30-year-old guy who's trying to make some money. Hey, I got a little tax return. I got a, some money I can put to the side, and I want to uh, make a big play with it. I don't care what happens with it or whatever. Within the next day or two, within the next week, I just want to see what I can do with it. It's So when you see those type of people, you see one person who's looking for long-term, one person looking for short-term, they can't possibly have the same stock. So number one, Number one is, first, you must decide if you are long-term or if you are short-term. And the reason why you must decide if you're long-term or short-term, you're like, okay, Prince, what does that mean? Anything up under 12 months is considered short-term. Anything over 12 months is considered long-term. So if it's something that you plan on buying and cashing it out within less than 12 months, that's considered a short-term investment. Anything over 12 months, over a year, that means that it's going to be considered a long-term investment. So that's the first decision you must make. Is it going to be a long-term or is it going to be a short-term? Prince, why that's, Why is that so important? Remember the scenario I just gave you about that 17-year-old kid that's trying to look to invest for 20 years? And then you may have someone else that may come in there and say, hey, I'm trying to make some money next week or whatever. What is the hottest thing I can get into? So first you must decide if you are long-term or you are short-term. Number two. The number two thing you must decide, what is your risk level? What is the risk level? Now, why is the risk level important? You must decide if you're going to be high risk. Or if you're going to be low risk. For prime example, do I want to run the possibility of losing all my freaking money? Of course, just about every investment comes with some type of uh, risk involved. Whether it is uh, tying your money up or whatever the case may be. But you have some type of risk. But you got to decide, hey, do I want a high risk um, investment or do I want a low risk investment? And what I mean by a, a high risk is like, hey, do I, ha- I have 500 bucks? Can I really risk to lose it all? Right. And then if you have a low term invest, I mean, a a low risk investment, that means you're saying, hey, you know, I want to invest, but I'm not trying to do anything crazy where I can be wiped out by tomorrow morning. Right. So those are that's the second thing that you must think about. Am I high risk or low risk? Why is that important? For prime example, if someone comes to me and they say, hey, I'm looking for a uh, low risk investment because I have some money saved up for my son or daughter or nephew or whatever the case or myself, and I plan on using this money next year. For prime example, my son is a senior in high school, and he's going to be going to college next year. Where is something that I can maximize his money but not take any crazy risk? You're not just going to jump in there and go buy a brand new penny stock. That wouldn't be wise, right? Because that's putting that person's money at a very high risk, right? So that person, he's saying, hey, I need this money next year. I really need this money because this is my son's college fund. So he doesn't want to play around with it, but he doesn't want to keep it in a savings account. He wants to see where he can make money with it, right? Then you can, I can say, okay, well, boom. You can tailor something to him and say, well, this may be a good investment for you, right? Versus someone else who may say, hey, you know what? I, I came into a little bit of money and I'm willing to risk it all and I really want to take a high risk with it or whatever. I don't care if I lose it all. That person is willing to take a high risk versus the other person, that parent or whatever, who's planning on using that money next year, he's taking a low conservative risk. So that's the second thing you must do, right? So let's go into number three. Number three. The number three thing you must decide, right? 
once you know if you are high risk or once you know if you are low risk, you must decide, hey, now I can actually pick what stocks that can match me, right? So now we already went over if you're high risk or if you're low risk. And we also went, well, first went off if you was long-term, short-term. Then we went off number two, which is if you're high risk or low risk. Number three, now you're going to pick what you actually want into inside of a stock. So now if you know that, hey, um, when you look at a company, when you're looking at taking a high risk, you're looking at a company that could potentially, um, you know, like a penny stock, a brand new hot noodle stock that just came out as this new company with this new technology or a pharmaceutical company. We heard they're about to cure cancer and as soon as they're going to release it, those are very high risk investments. So you can look at something like a penny stock. You can look at something with a high volatility. High volatility means something that runs up and down real fast, right? And those are your pharmaceuticals. Because a pharmaceutical stock, if you haven't played around with investing yet, a pharmaceutical stock can be flatlined and all of a sudden they could come out and get something FDA approved and that stock just runs up, you know, just goes straight up, you know, as straight as you can, right? Those are pharmaceuticals, or they can just sit there forever and they can decline. So they're considered to be a high-risk investment, right? So now the thing you must think about if you decide that you want to go into a uh, particular company that may be a new company that's not proven, right? So you may do some research. Something may come across the wire. You may see a gold mining stock a silver mining stock that are penny stocks right now or something like that or this new company uh, like the Pixar company that just came out, came out, came out, came out that they're building or whatever. It's a tons of penny stocks out there that you can potentially look for that are very, you know, inexpensive, but they are high. They pose a high risk because they're unproven. They're a brand new company. Maybe it's a lot of talk about them. Then you may want to look into those in particular. Now, another thing you can jump into, you could jump into possibly in a little advanced level, you can jump into option trading. I don't want to jump into that too much on this podcast, but that's another thing that you can possibly use is to actually go to a actual, um, you can actually go to, you know, using option trading or whatever to get a maximum turn off of a, a potential move in the stock. So now let's say if you're like, hey, I'm on the low risk side. If you're on the low risk side, you're like, hey, I want to have something that's steady grow uh, that I could possibly keep for the long term that can possibly move or whatever. That's when you're going to go into the blue chip stock. Blue chip are large capitalization stocks. Those are the stocks that are like um, your Walmarts of the world, your General Electric, which is one of the, the oldest stock that's been on the stock market forever. These are big, you know, the capitalization means how much they're worth, how big the companies are. The the likelihood of this big, huge company going to zero by the end of this year is pretty unlikely. Now, granted, anything can happen. You know, I'm just giving you guys uh, my opinion on it. So anything can potentially happen. But what you think is going to go bankrupt first? You know, a big conglomerate like a Walmart, Amazon, or a, a Google, or Alphabet now, that's the parent company of Google. Do you think it's going to be one of them or do you think it's going to be one of these new hotshot companies that came out with this new technology that's going to be the new thing that we're going to use in computers and then things don't work out or whatever the case may be because the bigger technology companies go ahead and mock what they're doing or whatever the case may be, right? So what which ones, when you're looking at that, when you're looking to go long term and you have a low risk, that's when people look into big blue chip stocks or they may just look into the index itself 
You know, what I mean by the index is, for example, the Dow Jones or the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ. Those are the big indexes. Those things track a group of stocks. And you, that may be something you may look into. Or you may look into, you can track it with an ETF or whatever. So you may look into the index overall because you don't know which, hey, I don't, I don't want to take that much crazy risk. Or you may look into large capitalization stocks that may not, uh, they may not run to the roof tomorrow morning or nothing like that, but they're, the likelihood of them just going to a complete bust and disappearing is pretty slim. So those are the two things with that. Now I'm going to break off and I'm going to give you a topic on, you know, I'm going to take a, a quick segue here and then I'm going to uh, go into my personal way of picking potential stocks. way because I don't know if you guys heard the last episode with the billion dollar fund manager uh, James that came on he's been on the show now I want to say two times and he has another interview that's coming up as well but he has spoken about it he tells you this story about uh, you know when he was a fund manager on Wall Street with his own brokerage firm and the guy that came in that was a shoe salesman and the reason why this is so important before I jump off into the story the reason why it's so important is that a lot of times you need to start with things that you know. For example, if you work in retail, you know retail probably better than most people on Wall Street. If you're in the military, you probably know the military better than most people on Wall Street. If you work in, if you're a doctor or you're a physician or something like that, you probably know that industry better than most people on Wall Street. So by that, you have an advantage that most people don't have. And what I mean by most people don't have it is that they um they don't know a whole lot about it. So for prime example, let's say if you are in the military, right, you know which companies got the contracts or new hot companies that got the government contracts that are doing this and doing that, then you may have a competitive advantage to say, hey, you know what, I want to invest into this particular company or whatnot because uh, this is what I know. I'm a nurse, and I know that this company is the company we get all our supplies from, and they're growing and they're expanding. Then you want to invest into things that you potentially know. And how does this tie into the story about James on Wall Street is in one of the uh, previous episodes, which is an awesome episode, uh, one of my most played episodes. Go back and listen to it if you haven't. But he goes in, he tells a story about the guy who was a shoe salesman. He worked in retail as a shoe salesman. And this hot new thing was coming along called Amazon, <laughs> right? It, where it's going to be like an on-time, uh, uh, online retailer that could buy all this stuff off line or whatever the case may be. Since this guy worked in retail, he had a little inside scoop of this new thing he thought was going to be the next hot thing. So he went in, he told his, his broker, which was James at the time, that he met on the subway, hey, um, I want to buy Amazon. Get me a crap ton of Amazon, right? This guy had never invested, didn't know anything about investing. He said, hey, give me some Amazon. So he got a bunch of Amazon. And uh, pretty much, you know, and this was back when Amazon, I want to say it was like 18, 20 bucks. And we all know Amazon is... Uh, Seven, eight hundred bucks right now, right? So I don't know the exact price on it, 
but you know, it's up there, at least in the seven, eight hundred range. They're talking about getting to a thousand dollars per share. So this guy dumped a bunch of money in it, and he dumped his whole life savings in it, and you know, it did extremely well. But it just goes back to this guy didn't go out and pick up the Wall Street Journal and try to jump in everything else. He started with what he knew. He said, hey, this is what I know. So that's one of the things you need to do. Start with what you know. That may give you a great way of where you want to go of companies that you may work for. It could be a company you work for. It could be a company that your company is contracting out to. So start with what you know. Now I'm going to jump into the second thing. The Investor Show. The second thing, especially being this time of year, and I'm probably going to get more into it later in, in later episodes, is what do you buy? You had, uh, your parents have had AT&T for 40 years. Grandparents had AT&T. Your parents had AT&T. You got AT&T. Maybe, and you pay your bill every month, and you've had it for 20 years or whatever. Maybe you want to look into that particular company. Look into, you look at your credit card receipts at the end of the month. Look into your uh, your wallet. What are you putting your money out on every month? Hey, every month I'm paying Apple or Verizon or whatever the case, Netflix. Uh, I'm paying, I don't know, McDonald's. Whatever the case may be that you're paying out there, generally electric. You may want to look into those companies of things that you consistently buy. Look up under that Christmas tree. That Christmas tree... I'm not going to say all of the little secrets of it, but pay attention to the companies that are under there. Like, hey, you know what? This year, I noticed a lot of people brought a lot of this or a lot of that, and my kids love that or whatever the case may be. But, you know, pay attention to the things that you put your money on every single month. Those are the top two ways. I know a lot of times people go in, they get their E-Trade account, they're like, oh, yeah, I, I read an article on this, and I read stuff like that. And then listen to the guys I said off of Wall Street. They said a lot of those articles are paid for by companies. Companies pay uh, for example, let's say if I take my company, Royal Financial Investment Group, public, right? It's on the market. Nobody's heard of it, so nobody's going to buy it. So what I do, I get a PR team, and I go out and I write the Wall Street Journal and say, hey, write about my company and tell everybody how awesome it is. And they go write an article. Then I go to, uh, I do this big media campaign of talking about my particular stock. My stock is not any better or making any noise. It's just that I have people writing about it. Now, people are writing about it. Guess what? The little Timmy out in Wyoming that comes across this article from the Wall Street Journal that sees this new hot financial stock called Royal Financial Investment Group. Guess what? He's going to say, hmm, I'm going to go buy it. Right. And it, it may or could not be the best investment for him. So what I what do you mean by that? What am I getting at about that? I'm getting at just because you see something in an article, you have to be mindful that most companies are there to they're promoting their particular company because that's how they raise money. That's how they raise money. And on top of that, Wall Street wants you to buy something. That's why they be like, hey, the top five stocks, the top ten stocks, or this or whatever the case may be. Some of them may be true, but you have to look at the underlying reason. Because when you buy, when people are buying and selling, Wall Street is making money by brokers, transactions. They're making their money through transactions. So that's what they want it to happen. Hey, buy some more, sell this, whatever the case may be. They want transactions. Corporations want you to buy their company. If I had my company public, which one day, you know, I plan on doing when my company is public, then guess what? I want that money to come out of, uh, you know, when people invest into my company, that's money that comes into me to help me move on in operations. Right. So that's the thing you need to think of when you look at particular stocks and stuff like that. Or when you're reading media and you're reading news and stuff like that. So start with what, you know, start with what you spend your money on. 
And also in the top three, to give a recap, we talked about first, decide if it's a long-term investment or if it's a short-term investment. The, the second thing is decide if it's going to be high risk or low risk. The third thing is now you can tailor in your stocks. And also I would tie in there, you know, how much money you want to put into it, right? Don't put your whole life savings into it. I see some people like, hey, I'm ready to invest and they don't have any uh, savings account. They don't have any money put up or something like that or whatever. Start your little investment account and keep putting money into it every single month. All right. So um, that's going to be it for this particular episode. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope that helped you guys. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, comment, and share button on YouTube. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on iTunes, SoundCloud, PodBay, wherever you get podcasts at. And if you don't, if you can't get it through your provider, get a new one. Or tell your provider, hey, man, you need to go grab the investor show. We want that or whatever, right? But I appreciate all you guys' love out there. I know this is getting to the end of the show. You can click off if you want to hear me run my mouth. But uh, anyway, I just want to say thank you. I truly appreciate everything you guys have done, everything everybody has done and uh, allowing me to uh, create more and to use my wild, crazy imagination to write books and cartoons and merchandise and apps and uh, seminars and webinars and schools and all the other great stuff that I have done and that I will continue to do. And I appreciate you. I really, 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 truly appreciate you. And for that, um, the first two people, you know what I want to do? I want to give out some of my new merchandise, my Wesley Learns merchandise. So the first two people that inbox me, I'm going to send you some of my new Wesley Learns uh, merchandise. You know, it's just some T-shirts for kids and stuff like that. For kids, not for kids, not for adults. Do have some adult hoodies, but just let me know what you want, and I'm going to do that out. And that's just a way to show my appreciation for my true, true fans uh, that listen to this deep into my podcast and videos and stuff like that. Just to show my appreciation, this is the season of giving. So appreciate you guys, and thank you. Info at royalfinancial.com. Send that over and write in the code word uh, Merry Christmas. So send over info at to info at royalfinancial.com. Merry Christmas. And write in the code, you know, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I kind of repeat myself that a little bit. But write that in. And the first two people that send me that email, I will send you an email back and ask you what your size is. And it will be for free on the way out to your house. So just my way of saying thank you. Appreciate you. Love each and every one of you guys. Enjoy your holidays from my family to yours. Sit into the next podcast video. Have you getting this? Peace. Be safe. And I'm out. Thank you.